Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show and Friends Podcast Feed, the flagship college football podcast at The Athletic. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Sam Kahn, senior college football writer at The Athletic, also known as a Texpert, joined, as always, by my friend Max Olson, national college football writer, our transfer portal realignment stop rate expert, the man who dropped the midseason all-portal team. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we have a great show today. Our curse has been lifted. We'll talk about that a little bit. We have... Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn on the show. We'll uh, preview week eight and pick our low-key game of the week. Max, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, you left something pretty important out there, Sam. I think we got to talk about uh, Liz Truss resigning as the British Prime Minister. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Do you really follow British politics? Because I don't. Uh, <laughs> I did see it this morning, but I, I, I don't really follow that. <laughs> don't you turn this on me. I'm putting you on the spot. What do you know about British <laughs> politics? Let's go. Uh, I think the last, time I heard, the last time I heard about him was Brexit, which was a few years back. So uh my wife watches the crown so she knows about like the royal family uh i don't know much about that to get to this on the crown i would would she had she 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 had the uh she had the uh queen's uh funeral on quite a bit a few you know however long ago that was a few weeks back so uh no i don't know very much about it but i did see what is like 45 days we're resigning after 45 days days. yeah yeah that's quick serving prime minister and British history. Uh, of course, you can listen to my British history podcast for more on that. Um, but I suppose we could talk college football. <laughs> yeah. Shorter than shorter than Mike Price and uh, Mike Price's stint at Alabama, huh? <laughs> different, you know, different reasons Roll for ending. Different reasons, <laughs> but yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, just real, real locked in on the politics today. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know, let's uh, let's get into the week that that's ahead here. Hey, man, I'm happy because the curse is over. Okay, we we sat here for weeks having guests on on the pod, Neil Brown, Clayton Toon, Joey McGuire, Jalen Daniels. Every one of them went out and lost. We had Max Duggan on last week. You put it out there. You 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 faced it head on. You brought it up to Max Duggan, which I was kind of horrified by. Got to confront it. But it worked. Have I mean help? I mean uh, credit to you. It worked. It uh, Max Duggan goes out there, and I was worried they were down what thirty <laughs> to seventeen. That's like the old. Uh, I mean, not gonna lie, they had us in the first half. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> but but uh, TCU comes back from a double digit deficit. They're down seventeen in the first half. They're down by two touchdowns in the second half, and come out and pull out a forty three forty win. And I, I got a text for. I'm gonna lie. I got some texts and some DMs from TCU people. Uh, I definitely got one from from one of the guys who covers TCU. Said the curse is lifted. So curse is lifted. I'm, curse is broken. I'm happy. Ab- I'm happy about that. So so Max, are you gonna take all the credit for this? Uh, you know, I sometimes you just got to go out and find yourself a real clutch guy named Max to break the curse. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate I appreciate our guy coming on and being unfazed by his appearance on the show and not letting that enter his mind as he's you know playing the fourth quarter in overtime uh, against a you know, top 25 opponent. I thought that was, uh, you know, that, that was a really important win for you and me. And, uh, and it was also pretty important <laughs> for TCU. No doubt. No doubt. It's uh, it was a heck of a game. And I don't know how much of that did you watch? Because I know a lot of people were locked into Tennessee and Alabama. Cause that was going crazy. I think I was the only one on the planet who didn't flip over to that game because uh, <laughs> I, I, I was watching TCU and Oklahoma state. And then the kids were running around and, uh, I was trying to wrangle them because my wife was at a wedding on Saturday. So I, I was Fall kind weddings. of... No, thank you. Yeah, I know. And so I was keeping an eye on the kids. And so it was hard for me to flip channels just because I'm trying to make sure uh, my two-year-old doesn't maim himself jumping off furniture. So <laughs> I couldn't exactly flip over to the Alabama Tennessee game very often. But but uh, that was that was a fun, yeah, that was a fun game uh, to, to see it come down to the wire and like I said, I thought Spencer Sanders and Oklahoma State had them 
had them down for a little bit and uh, credit to credit to TCU to being able to just make really routine plays and and put it all together and get back in it. Man, could you? I mean, you knew that they brought talent back, but could you have ever guessed six and zero for them in year one? No, and 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 we did this. Uh, the we were wrong, we were right. Uh, piece on the athletic this week. Yeah, I I I I was kind of in the middle on TCU. I, I felt like they were going to be better than people picked them. They they ended up seventh in the preseason poll in the Big Twelve, and I thought they had potential, but I didn't see six and zero. I didn't see them being a playoff contender, which we'll get into that in a minute. But no, I, I thought they'd be a good team. Not necessarily a top 10 team. Yeah, I think you and I both being like, you know, being pretty like rational, reasonable with how we kind of try to look at stuff and not 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 super hot taking when it comes to like doing a preseason poll or kind of our expectations for a season. Like, I think it was kind of safe to just say like, all right, TCU and Texas Tech, you kind of go put them on this shelf as like probably six, seven wins, good teams, but, you know, going to go through some stuff in year one and you'll be better the next year. But you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of make easy to make that assumption, especially with the way TCU's been the past few years to say, okay, you know, if you go win six, seven games, that'd be a pretty good year uh, for, for Sonny Dykes and, and, and getting started in Fort Worth. But um, man, they've just totally taken off. And it's, it's just awesome to see kind of like when the right staff combines with the right players and the players like buy it and they, they, you know, they get it and they, they embrace what you're bringing to the table because they want to win and they want to turn it around. And uh, like, I, I, I wrote about this last week, but you know, I think it's a credit to Sonny Dykes and the way that he showed up there and tried to win this team over and has told them from the start, you guys are my team. I'm not going to sit up here after a game and say, wait till I get my players. You guys are my players. And I, I think, I think you're seeing that, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing the payoff of just the way they've gone about that thing at TCU. And it's, it's, you know, we talked about it with Max Duggan last week, but um, man, it's just so impressive to watch, you know, especially in a moment like last week where, and you know, that's how this is going to go the rest of the way for TCU. There's going to be a bunch of these games where um, it's going to go four quarters and they might be down early. But, um, you know, I, 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 was, I was really impressed by just the way they, they stuck with it and fought back in that game and, and really kind of put it together in the second half. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, good story on the athletic about Sonny Dykes last week. Uh, check that out. It, it was interesting to see him do the in-home visits with the current players to, to yeah. kind of keep them in. Kind of something you have to do in the portal era. Uh, you have to do your best to retain your players. And I talked to you. I know you talked to Quentin Johnston. I talked to Travis Hodgins Tomlinson this offseason about it, and and because he was thinking about going to the draft, and and yeah. it was it, it definitely made a difference uh, because these are guys who worked under one regime, one way of doing things for a long, long time with Gary Patterson. So uh, it, it's natural to have some, uh, a little bit of anxiety or just a little bit of uncertainty regarding the new regime. But but that brings me to the thing I just mentioned earlier. So we're sitting there 6-0. and They're number eight in the, in the top 25. First time they've been ranked that high since 2017. Uh, do we think TCU is a legitimate playoff contender heading down the stretch? Hmm. Well, my overall opinion on the Big 12 hasn't really changed that I think, I don't know, I think this is going to kind of, these guys are going to kind of cannibalize themselves a little bit too much. I, I still think that's kind of what, what we're in for here the rest of the way. I, I, I'm not ruling out the possibility that one of these teams is is, is so much better than the rest. Um, and that could end up being TCU. Um, but I, I don't know. Do you like what? What do you see as like the 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 true best case ceiling for TCU or Oklahoma State or one of these teams um, or even Texas, if you want? Like, can can you can you get to eleven and one? Yeah, I think you can. I, I, I think know, obviously that, Texas can't, but I mean TCU, Oklahoma right. State. You know, can we see that coming true? Yeah, th- this. This week for TCU, this weekend is going to tell that tale because this is their on paper, at least at this moment, their toughest game left is Kansas State. Maybe not. I guess you could say Texas on on November 12th. They have Texas on the road. But if they get through this weekend against K-State, the only other team that's unbeaten in conference, they have West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas Baylor and Iowa State. Four of those five teams are right now in the bottom half of the standings. And they're not saying they're bad teams. I mean, heck, right. we saw Iowa State dang near take Texas down on Saturday. But that sets up about as well as you could expect. So can you go, if you win against Kansas State this week, can you go 4-1 and one down the stretch? 
I think it's doable. I, do I don't know that I would bet on it. Yeah. But then the question is, if you do that and you win the conference, does a 12-1 and Big 12 champ get in? Well, and that's and I actually think TCU and, and Texas to some extent they're they're I think they're going to drive an advantage later on from the fact that they've already got OU out of the way too because mm-hmm. OU probably could end up being you know a lot better by the end of November potentially and being a problem for Oklahoma State and the rest of the teams that they play and TCU and Texas have that game out of the way and have the win you know what I mean I think that yeah you look at the rest of that schedule. I mean, there's every week's a trap, right? I mean, you can circle Texas as a tough one, but you know, as we saw last year, um, you know, Baylor TCU did not go the way of the favorite. Um, <laughs> That's right. And you know, even going, you know, even even hosting Iowa State in your regular season finale, you know, Iowa State could be playing for a bowl game at that point. You know what I mean? It, I think it's it's going to be really tricky. And I was I was looking at this too with Kansas State. Like Kansas State has to play the three best teams at the conference all in consecutive weeks right now. <laughs> that's not that's not ideal. <laughs> so like you, so if you can like and and I, we were we were looking at sort of what's the best case for them. I mean they've got TCU, Oklahoma State, and Texas all in a row. So like I think you need to split these next two and then fi- figure out a way to beat Texas, which Texas will be coming off a bye at that point and hasn't lost to K-State in a long time. Um, K-State has got a – they've got all the tough ones right in front of them right here, um, starting with this weekend um, in Fort Worth. I I, I do think – I mean, we're, I, it still feels a little early to get into some of the end game with the rest of the conferences, doesn't it? I mean, I, you can't really say that anybody's – you know, that you can't really say that Pac-12 is in horrible shape or the ACC is in horrible shape at this point. No, I would think you would say the SEC is probably in good shape right now overall. Yeah. Um, just kind of where great shape for two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not going to be the Big Ten three is two. three and four discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. P- potentially. I mean, Ohio State. Gosh, they've uh, you know they've been obviously they haven't really been tested too too much yet. But the with K State, I I think the thing is that is if they can go in and win this road game at TCU, then you get those next two tough ones at home. Mm-hmm. With Oklahoma State and Texas, so that's and you that's can a lose big one. You got time. you get one yes. bowl again in that if you lose this one, essentially. Right, right. But I don't think I don't think a two loss Big Twelve champion will get in. No, but I don't think so. But uh, but as far as the conference race goes, yes, like Kansas State's case is going to be made in the in the Big Twelve race here in these next few weeks. And the game I'm going to this weekend, Texas Oklahoma State. I don't want to call it an elimination game, but you certainly are going to be in bad shape. If you lose that game, whoever loses that game, because you'll have two conference losses at that point, and you'll be two games far behind the the first place team, and then you're you're at least a game behind the the loser of that no. game. Yeah. So and that's that, I think like I think if you're Oklahoma State right now, I think the the ideal scenario that you're you're kind of pulling for here is the same as last year, really, and that is, you know, you got in terms of if you want to be in the playoff conversation, you, obviously you have to win out from here. But there's a pretty good chance you're going to get that rematch in the Big 12 title game against TCU. You know, if if in, in Oklahoma State's ideal scenario, there's a there's a good chance of that you could end up in the conference title game against the team that you've lost to, and a chance to avenge that and kind of complete the resume. I think they have a shot at that, but they've got some things they've got to clean up here. I think the the run game and Mike Gundy said it after afterwards on Saturday. Um, you just can't – they can't be too one-dimensional on offense and put it all on Spencer Sanders, and we've been saying that all year. But, um, you know, they, they've got to find more production from the running back group uh, beyond Dominic Richardson. And who's – they obviously they trust him to, to do 20-plus carries, but they got to get him some help and, and get more production for the running backs. They, there's stuff to clean up there. I think they're still a pretty good team. I, I, I still think they're for sure a top 25 team. Um, and the game against Texas is uh, – you know, this is this is. I feel like every week Sam Sark is coming out of the, uh, the game saying we would have lost that game last week, last year. You know what I mean? I think they're 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 definitely better than last year. Uh, but do you feel like they're ready for a game like this? That that's the big question to me. This is like the barometer and the litmus test for this team. Uh, they have yeah. passed the other tests that they've had. They passed the Red River, you know, and and fin- not only won that game but dominated and finished it. They, they didn't have the letdown against Iowa State the week before. They came very close to doing that, but they were able to pull that out. And like you said, Sark mentioned that maybe last year they don't win that game. 
they they bounced back from that Texas Tech loss, you know, rebounded with three straight wins. So they've shown all those steps in maturity that Sarkeesian has talked about all offseason, wanted to see from this team. This is the next step. They are one in five in the Sark era in true road games. The only one win was at TCU last year, which was a five and seven team. So this is a big boy game. This is a big boy that if you were a real Big 12 contender, if you're a conference title contender with real postseason aspirations, you got to go win this game at Oklahoma State. It's, and that's no disrespect to Oklahoma State because they're very good. Obviously, probably they've been better this year to this point. It's obviously some of that has to go into Texas being without Quinn Ewers for some of that time. But Spencer Sanders is banged up. We don't know how banged up because Mike Gundy won't say, but clearly, you know, there's some issue there. Uh, Defensively, they can be beaten over the top. We, I've seen it, you know, Texas tech and Baron Morton did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see, we saw TCU move the ball on TCU actually ran the ball really well. Kendry Miller was able to move the chains pretty well on them. So if you're B John Robinson, if you're Xavier worthy, if you if you're Jatavian Sanders, then you've probably got this is a, a talented Oklahoma State defense, but this is a team that you should get some points and some yards against. But this is going to be a huge test for Texas and, and to see how grown up are they really when it comes to because this is one of those, like I said, a big boy game that you gotta go win. Yeah, that's that's well said. And I think you and that and that is gonna and there's gonna be a couple areas where you gotta see are they ready for that. You know, last year obviously you remember Texas was playing well against Oklahoma State, and the thing that swung that was a pick six by Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. Like we really haven't kind of seen that mistake happen yet for Quinn Ewers this season. Probably gonna happen at some point. You know what I mean? But I think it's. Can't, I mean, uh, just you know, because he, he boy, he came. Like, I'll tell you what, he he came close. He came close when he threw that intentional. What he thought was uh, a spiked pass to a defender, he threw it backwards into the turf <laughs> to go recover it as a fumble. Yeah, that's but. Right. Uh, he definitely made some mistakes, but but you got to give him credit for having some calm. Like the touchdown throw on fourth down, you know, late to Xavier Worthy. I mean, how many freshmen are you out there making fourth and three, fourth and goal, you know, touchdowns when you're behind? Hey, by the way, Xavier off. Worthy, pretty good route runner. Pretty, pretty good. At, he's pretty good at that. Oh my god, that whip route. That whip route. Whew. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> he left. Word. He left the defender in his dust. Oh, uh, that was nuts. fell down. Yeah, I uh, so like so he's got to avoid kind of that game changing mistake, and this is certainly a game at this point where you say um, we're going to find out about the sex offensive line and just how how can they handle what Colin Oliver and all those guys that they can bring at you, um, and Max Duggan I thought did an awesome job of, of hanging in there and taking some hits and just kept going. Um, you know, can this Texas offensive line, which was obviously a work in progress to start the season and has got some young really young pieces to it. Um, can they can they handle what Oklahoma State's going to throw at them? Because you know it, it is easy to say let's r- lean on the running backs because you know your your backs are as good as anybody's. But um, you know especially on passing downs on on you know third and medium, third and long, um, what kind of protection can they get for Quinn years? Yeah, definitely. This is a big one, and we're also starting to hit that point in the season. We're at the midseason point. You know, starting to head into late October, November. When you got young guys, especially true freshmen like like Kelvin Banks, like Cole Hudson, this is that point where you're going to be tested mentally. You're going to be tested physically because, you know, this, this is not like high school. It's not, you know, we're we're not, uh, you know, wrapping up some games against district competition, you know, that are, you know, at the bottom of the barrel here. You're just, these are these are challenging games every week. So so it's going to be interesting to see for them. But you get and then the competition steps up. You're Brock Martin, you're Colin Oliver, you're Mason Cobbs how much are you going to defend those against a veteran defense coordinator, Derek Mason, who's done it and been around is, is certainly going to have something for them. That's going to be an interesting matchup is Mason. And you've still got the freshman QB. I mean, Derek Mason's going to throw some stuff at him. That's right. He's going to try to confuse him for sure. That's right. Yeah. Mason against a young offensive line, Mason against a freshman quarterback. So that's going to be an interesting challenge to, to see. But which, which of these games do you feel better about in terms of who's going to win between TCU, K-State and Oklahoma State, Texas? God, I don't feel good about any of them, to be quite honest with you. But <laughs> yeah. I, probably probably TCUK State just because, like I said, the, the health situation with Oklahoma State with, with Spencer Sanders, it just it, it leaves such a question mark, you know, for me in that in that in that conversation. Like you said, that's a game that Texas had Texas was leading by double digits last year. So I don't know what to think of what's gonna happen in Stillwater. 
I think this, I think K State and TCU's virtual coin flip too, but TCU has got is on such a roll and being back at home. They had, you know, I'm sure the Carter will be packed again. You would, you, you would, I think, come away thinking that you'd feel a little bit better about TCU having an edge there just because of that situation. But they also coming are coming off a little bit of an emotional win, so who knows? But I think yeah. I feel slightly better about TCU uh, in K State versus than I do Texas Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're coming off an emotional game and a, and a really physical game, and um, you know that's part of like the 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 fun of the race this year too. Is you just you're getting different stuff every week. So this week you've got to figure out how do you play your best run defense you've played all year against K State. You know, with what mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez and, and Deuce Vaughn can do. Um, and what Deuce can do in the passing game too, and uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's one of those uh, it, it's it's going to be a really different matchup for for Joe Gillespie and that defense. Which to this point, I think you'd have to say, man, um, in, in terms of the transition they were making and what they were working with and who they lost and all that, really impressive what they've done defensively um, to to really get the hang of this conference. And uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm excited to see how that unit responds to the stuff that K-State can do. And, and can K-State, you know, they've obviously the difference in Big 12 play has just been how much they've opened things up and been able to be more explosive. But um, they haven't been very explosive in the passing game, just downfield. And so can, can you can you hit some of those plays? Obviously, they were trying them against Oklahoma and and, and coming close on some of them. But that's that's the thing. K-State's offense, um, you know, is, is last in the Big 12 by quite a bit in terms of hitting 20-yard hitting passes. And, uh, you know, I, that, that's where I'm, I'm curious to see, can, can their receivers go and make plays against this TCU secondary? Um, because when they do K-State's really tough, really tough to stop if, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. K-State's really tough to stop if, um, they can really be pretty balanced in terms of how they hit you. Yeah, no doubt. If, if you can, if you can threaten them downfield, then that opens things up so much for Deuce, Deuce and Adrian. So, yeah. Uh, that that that's that's the best case scenario for K State. So let's before we move on, let's get to the important thing. So I've been to Stillwater once before, uh, but it was not for a game, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was a short, very short trip. This is my first time for a game at Boone Pickens. What should mm-hmm. I eat when I'm in Stillwater, Max? You know, I well. <laughs> So, I mean, they've got Whataburger, so that's good. Uh, hey, there you go. So there's a, there's a default. Yes. <laughs> such a lame answer. Uh, yeah. I, did, I did hit Whataburger one of the last times I was there. No, um, I, look, I went to Eskimo Joe's when I was there mm-hmm. last time. It was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I got the um, the bacon cheese fries, and uh, I, I recommend it. I, I heard about it for a long time. Never actually got around to trying it. Did try it. I think that's a good place to go check out. Cool. Cool. I will have to do that. That's come on. You can't go wrong. It's an with institution. Cheese on fries. That's yeah. right. That's right. So midseason all portal team. We have mid midseason. We got midseason all American team. We got midseason freshman all American team, which you you did that one as well. But now in 2022, week, we have <laughs> it has been a long week. <laughs> we have the midseason all portal team. Uh, what a time in college football. So I'm going to shout out my guy Jacob Cowing uh arizona mm-hmm. former utep star receiver made it i saw of course caleb williams at quarterback usc no, no surprise there uh and then that, that one i was i was wondering if there would be some backlash on because michael Penix has been really good too that's true that's true another another text of uh, uh texas high school products white mcglothern our cornerback at arkansas he's he's had a good year but uh what do you think just just a lot a lot of like you said got a couple usc guys you got uh, josh noon here at tcu with what do you think about uh, kind of where we are here with uh, with this this group of guys who have had, had really, really big impacts uh, on their teams this season? Yeah, it, it was an interesting project to try to put together because um, there's obviously like the guys that we've kind of hyped up going into the season. And, and so it, it, interesting to go go back and check on kind of how they've performed and how many are playing as much as you thought. Um, and I... <sighs> It, 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 if you if you saw on Tuesday, we did our midseason All America teams, first and second team. There's a lot of transfers on those teams. Um, there's eight, there's eight of yeah, eight of like, excuse me, sixteen total former transfers on our All American teams. Eight of them who were in the portal in the last year, um, and that's uh, that's just a sign of the times, you know. I mean, I think that everyone's kind of looking for those gems that not just can you plug into the starting lineup and and be really solid but can you find all conference players in the portal and, and if you look at a lot of these guys 
I mean, yeah, Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams, but a lot of these guys are players that were for, plucked from group of five programs um, or guys that, that, you know, maybe had one extra year and wanted to go see what they can do somewhere else. Um, you've got players from the FCS level that have come up and, and had good years. I mean, it, it's, it's all kind of like anecdotal, right? I mean, sometimes it's just a guy going to the right place and there's an opportunity and all that, but um, fun, to, fun to go through. And like, there's, there's some guys that are really hyped that you knew like Jameer Gibbs and Drew Sanders and stuff that you thought like, man, they, they kind of can't miss at their next spot. But um, yeah, I, I hope people check out the all portal team and familiarize yourselves with some names that uh, uh, probably maybe you haven't noticed as much, but they were really important pickups for the team. And, and there's a couple big 12 guys like that. Um, like Josh Newton, uh, the cornerback at TCU, a guy that they brought in in the summer from Louisiana Monroe, and he got a waiver to, to play right away because he he came in after the portal deadline, and uh, but was a grad transfer, been really really solid and a great leader and, and a ton of experience for that TCU secondary at corner. Josh Hayes, the safety at K State, same thing, they, the, a guy that they knew from from their time at North Dakota State and knew that he could come in and play a bunch of different roles in their secondary, moved him to safety. And he's been terrific for them in terms of being able to match up against some different people. So um, it's not just like the All-America types. There's also just some really important kind of role players and, and, and guys that um, have, have definitely exceeded expectations uh, in terms of, um, you know, maybe the hype that was on them when they put their name out there in the portal. But um, yeah, fun, fun to put that together. I'm sure we missed on some really good players that we'll have on the end of season list because, you know, it's hard to kind of whittle a list from a thousand guys down to, you know, 27 <laughs> or whatever it ended up being. So um, that's all, that's never fun. Uh, you, you always kind of win three in the comment section on that. But um, yeah, lots of, you know, it, the, the impact is the impact is super obvious there. And there's some of these I mean, you look, just look at the top 25 right now and what Ole Miss and USC and some of these teams are doing. Um, you know, I think we're we're continuing to accelerate um, expectations in terms of how quickly you can change your team. Well, heck, I mean, we're, we were talking about Texas. Texas is most Look at TCU, addition. too. I mean, well, I mean, TCU's, yeah. you know, did an excellent job this in this in this just going into year one here of of filling holes with guys that can can definitely play at the Big 12 level. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, Quinn Ewer is obviously a big, big addition for Texas this year. Yep. Uh, it's been uh, it's been an interesting, interesting to see that all unfold. Jameer Gibbs has been probably my favorite of them to watch. Because yeah. he's he's just a superb talent. Uh, uh, Sanders, Drew Sanders has been a lot of fun to watch too. Watching Arkansas, that guy gets after it. Those so. guys are, yeah, I mean, those guys are just have played like first rounders. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, really, really impressive. Yeah, but uh, but check the all portal team out at theathletic.com. And uh, before we get into the interview with Deuce Vaughn, let's do low key game of the week. We got first of all, we got a big weekend of games. We got five games with two ranked teams. So I like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities. If you want to, you can pick a rate game. That's <laughs> Loki game of the week. Although. No, I think honestly, I, I think we've got the same one. I think you nailed it. So why don't you yeah. tell the people the game that they need to find some time <laughs> to watch on Saturday? You know, I need to I need to find where it's going to be broadcast. So, the, of course, <laughs> me being my Texas Homer, uh, North Texas at UTSA. This That's is right. this is a big game this week. Uh, because th- this is for the lead in Conference USA. Uh, UTSA, of course, last year went, won the conference. They were undefeated last year until North Texas beat them in uh, in week uh, the last week of the season. They right. uh, UTSA kind of went the, in there. The and furious comeback from North Texas football at the end of the, <laughs> end of the last season. Yeah, so. This is going to be a two thirty. I don't even. Is it on stadium? It's not. I'm looking on the ESPN schedule, and it's not. There's nothing on there, so I wonder if it's on stadium. Is it, uh, is it televised this week? Uh, on, let's see. It's, it's on stadium. stadium. It's on stadium. It's on oh stadium. man! So you got to go. You got to make sure you have stadium or find a way to get it. Two thirty Central Stadium, Alamo Dome. There you go. So no, this is. Uh, I will say this about UTSA. It, I know I joke about talking about them, but they have been a really good team this year. They they had a very, very tough schedule early in the year because they had Houston where they lost the the game in double-triple overtime, which, of course, we talked about in the first week. They had Army, which they had to pull out in overtime, and the, that was on the road. And then they had Texas, which they definitely were in that game in the you know second half, and they, you know they pulled out a lot of stops. They were surprised onside kick, trick plays, all kinds of stuff. Jeff Trailer, they gave him a fight, but obviously, you know, Texas ended up 
winning by 21. But they've rolled off four straight wins since then, and they're playing North Texas team that has not lost a conference game since last October. So, and Seth Luttrell, uh, obviously, he came into the year kind of, kind of on that fence of, hey, they need a big year, probably need to get back to a bowl, maybe even be in the conference title conversation so he can secure his he's, future. He's frequently hopped over that fence and, and then hopped back on the other side. Like, it's been interesting. <laughs> it's been interesting. Like, it, it, just in terms of those ones, you kind of circle for hot seat. Like, yeah, it, it seems like whenever the pressure is on, they've, they've kind of responded and, and, and strung some win, wins together last year. And yeah, year. No, yeah, no doubt. Because they were one in six at the start of the year last year, and then they reeled yeah. off five straight to get to eligibility. And, and I will promise you at one in six, I was – didn't think Seth Latrell would be back and and they reeled off those, you know, five straight wins, got to a bowl and he, he's back. But, uh, but the two, two, uh, like I said, two good teams. Uh, I, I saw the, one of the UTSA reporters asking if it's a rivalry. I don't know if it is. I always thought, I always thought Texas state is UTSA's rival, but UTSA and North Texas had some interesting games. So check that out. Check out Frank Harris. I, I, uh, I made a joke early in this, uh, early in the season, after the first game that Frank Harris needs some Heisman votes, but, uh, but he's really, he really is honestly one of the best college players out there. Yes. Uh, yeah. great quarterback. Uh, and, and they had to shift an identity as a team going from a heavy running team with sincere McCormick, who's now moved on and, and is out of eligibility to, to Frank Harris has been the guy slinging around with the three receivers that they've got. Uh, so, uh, so check them out. That's a fun one. If you have stadium, you can find stadium. Get 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 that to watch you to say North Texas on Saturday because that's going to be a lot of fun. If you can figure out how to watch stadium, you should watch. It. <laughs> I do have it, luckily. So I think that uh, I yeah I think that uh, I think I do as well. It's going to be fun. So it's going to be fun. It's so, going to be a nice weekend. But that's I I love having that little extra like game on the side there that you want to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. The uh, as from a from a power five standpoint, the one I'm really intrigued by is West Virginia Texas Tech. Mm. Uh, curious to see if Baron Morton starts uh, after that first uh, that first start he had against Oklahoma State a couple. It weeks sounds ago. like Tech might play three quarterbacks in this game. Maybe I know Joey says that every week. <laughs> yeah, Joey, Joey says we're going to play all our guys, and I actually now that reminds me I need to check with him and see is Tyler Shut cleared yet because he was supposed to. They were supposed to find out late this week whether or not he'd be cleared to play. Uh, Shuck's been out with an injury, but uh, Mike Gundy put all three of them on the field. Like you put, you put there Dunn is the they they've, put they've said that yeah. Together, you you don't know who you're snapping it to. I think it works. Are we going to run the A11 offense at Texas Tech? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Do you remember that? Are you old enough to remember the A11 offense, Max? <laughs> no, I'm probably not. Okay, that there that was. I, I don't remember. If it was in the early 2010s or maybe mid 2000s, but. There was a formation that someone put out there, and I don't believe it is legal, but someone put out a formation called the A11, and it had two quarterbacks back mm-hmm. there taking snaps. It was uh, we'll have to we'll have to go on a deep dive at some that some like time. That. that might be a uh, that might be a fun athletic story at some point. Uh, but West Virginia came out with a big win against Baylor last week. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. It was, uh, and uh, so so I mean, again, we talked about the Big Twelve and kind of the depth of it, but. West Virginia is a team that that looks like it's going to be a, a tough out, and and they've got to travel to Texas Tech, which obviously is a tough atmosphere. So I'm I'm intrigued to see uh, how that one unfolds. And and I was when I was mentioning Baron Morton, Mike Gundy after they he finished facing him, uh, he he had mentioned, hey, I thought Baron Morton's a good quarterback, and he asked somebody, he's like, what year is he? And someone told him he's a redshirt freshman. He goes, oh, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike Gundy's not looking that. forward to seeing Baron Morton in the next few years. No, but. No. No, and that's right, and we we saw um, uh, we got a hint of of Kyron Drones last week too, which I know he had some downs, but it's like you, you see hey. some of these young guys, and you're like, man, this this league's pretty set here for a while, dude. I I really was, you know, they weren't at a place last year like when he had to get in late last year when when Gary Bohannon got hurt and then Shapen had to come out for a little bit. Don't think Kyron Drones was quite ready, or they were quite ready to put it all on him. But yeah. when he came in against West Virginia, they had fourth and goal and Jeff Grimes went for it. Like they, they went for it and with no qualms and, and Kyron Jones pulls off a touchdown pass. And some of the throws he made, like you said, young guy, he's going to make some mistakes, but yeah. I was really impressed by the way he threw the ball and uh, being put in that situation. Obviously you'd like to pull out the win, but, but I see a ton of potential in that guy. So uh, pretty, pretty loaded in that QB room over in Waco these yeah. past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think they're going to be okay. 
Hey, uh, speaking of low-key games, is this a take-care-of-business week for the Aggies, or is there a little – you think there's a little Ooh. intrigue there? Uh, I mean, it's – I was looking through their schedule yesterday, and I don't think – the only game that you can count as a pretty certain win the rest of the way is UMass in November. There's no other game on the schedule for them that you look at and say, hey, yeah, they're going to go win that game. Now, their schedule isn't brutally tough. I mean, they've got, they got, they're on the road to South Carolina this week, and they've got Florida at home, then they go to Auburn, and then they finish at, finish at home against LSU. Well, they as got Ole Miss next, too. And they got Ole Miss in between that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one game that you look at, and it's probably, yeah, that's going to be a tough one to pull out for that. Yeah, right. South Carolina, Florida, Auburn maybe probably could be all toss-ups but the thing is and so i think their defense probably keeps a minute but in any of those games but it's the offense is until they establish some consistency offensively mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how you can trust them to, to win some of these sec games the question i have is, is are we going to see connor wegman at some point yep so there are a lot of questions about that this week a lot of questions and Jimbo Fisher's not answering. And he said, somebody asked him, will, will Connor play or uh, will he see some action? And he's like, we'll see. That's that, that's about all he gave. So interesting. Uh, but I, I am curious to see because I know the fans want to see it. Uh, obviously, Max Johnson is hurt. So you only have Haynes King and Connor Wegman. But Wegman was a, a five star for a reason and tremendously talented guy. Tons of fun to watch. Really could throw it on the run and you know he's a baseball player too so he's got the the funny arm slots yep uh, love that but a lot of juice uh i i think i, I mean obviously i don't know that he solves all their woes because they've been pretty bad in terms of pass protection up front so i don't know that throwing connor wegman is actually going to cure everything plus you never uh, want them to play so well that then people are questioning your coaching and like why haven't you been playing him the whole time you know what i mean like you kind of there's a balance to all that too yeah, well, I mean, Jimbo, you know, Jimbo's got to make sure the plays, uh, the plays that he calls are executed and that, you know, uh, that, that they're getting that done. So, that's right. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, AM, uh, this is going to be an interesting week for AM because if they, if they win this game against South Carolina, then, okay, then you probably f- go into November at four and four. If you lose, then you maybe you go in at three and five. And, Oof. That's going to be that's going to be pretty rough. I mean, that's the, the season has already been rough, but now you're you're talking about not even making a bowl potentially, which for a team that started on the top ten is a utter disaster. That would be a problem, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's a, so so that one to me is a little bit lucky. I'm not saying that South Carolina. I, I don't necessarily look at them and say this one has upset written all over it, but uh, yeah, pretty important one to get right. Yeah, no bottom. doubt, uh, no doubt. So uh, let's talk about a team that is going to make a bowl. Let's talk about Kansas State Damn with right. running back Deuce Vaughn, friend of the podcast, make an appearance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are now joined by Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State running back, friend of the pod. Great to have you back on, Deuce. Good to see you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me today. I'm excited. How's the day been? Been long. Uh, classes uh, up early in the morning, just getting uh, recovery, getting the body right, and going right to classes. Had some some more interviews before this, but uh, man, just keeping the ball rolling. What now? What what's the classwork looking like right now? What are you focused uh, on? So uh, marketing major. Uh, so this morning I had sales, my sales class, and then I had sports marketing, uh, which are I like sports marketing. Sales can kind of be a little 
it's a lot as far as you have to do role plays and things like that. Uh, but uh, doing well and then marketing analytics on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, along with uh, what's my other class that I'm taking? It's like I just love Ed Seth class, but uh, it's going well, though. Yeah. After after 20 years in the NFL, what do you what do you want to do after that? Sports agent. <laughs> Sports agent. Yes, sir. OK, that's awesome, man. Do you feel like do you feel like uh, is that something you kind of always seen yourself doing or is that kind of popped up more recently? Yes. Uh, whenever I was younger, it was always one of those things where if like I couldn't play with the best, I was going to represent the best. And as I've gotten older and kind of seen into the that other side of the football the football world, I've kind of fallen in love with it. So, yes, sir. That's all. I know you obviously your dad's a scout, too, for the Cowboys. You could would you ever want to go down that road or you not not want to get into the coaching world? Uh, not, not getting into the coaching world, uh, but I wouldn't mind scouting though. Scouting's not too bad, uh, but coaching. Yeah. That's off the table. No, no, no coaching. From the <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Deuce, how, how does it feel right now just to, to, for this program to be right in the thick of it, of a, of a big 12 title race? Uh, it's big time, uh, every single week. And, uh, coach Kleiman talks about it all the time. It's, it's a 12, one week season. Uh, and from now on it's six, one week seasons, uh, to get to where we want it to be uh, at this point in the season right now, uh, I feel like we've taken care of business as far as Monday through Friday to get to Saturday and give yourself a chance to be successful. Uh, we've done that. And that's going to be one of the things that's going to be a recipe for success for us. And we can't deter from that, especially when you get into the, the dog days of the season. You get into uh, late October, you get into November when uh, your body starts to hurt, when uh, I mean, you want to get a little bit more rest uh, instead of going and get a little bit more recovery. Yeah, you know, I don't feel like watching film today uh, or I don't feel like going hard at practice today because your body's hurt and things like that. The teams that are going to be able to fight through that and then fight through it on Saturday, the adversity on Saturday is going to be able to win. So making sure that that's uh, one of the things that we hone in on. But, man, we're very, very excited about where we are right now. And Deuce, I know it's been very up and down the last couple of seasons. I remember you know a couple of years ago, you guys went through it a little bit last year. You guys kind of bounced back, but even within last season, you guys had some ups and downs. But this year, year you guys seem pretty consistent. What has been different about this team? What feels different about this year's team? Just the culture. Um, man, one of the things that whenever I first got uh, to Kansas State, and is one of the reasons that I was came into Kansas State, I made the decision to come here, was the culture that Coach Kleiman talked about building. Uh, throughout my time here and now going into my third year that culture has kind of come into place uh, this is a player-led team and we understand all the things that we need, we need to do to be successful and that's kind of a, a difference maker uh, from the past two teams that I've been on we had great players uh, in the past two teams that I've been on we have great players this year but the mindset the drive the will the way that we uh, work together throughout the week to get to Saturday and just having that mentality uh, every single weekend to go out there and play for your brother that's been implemented and it's implemented every single day. And we understand that without that, we're not in the situation we are right now, and we're not going to get where we want to be without it. When you look at the way you guys responded to the one loss you had against Tulane, what, what was there anything that changed, or was it that culture taking hold that, that helped you bounce back and, and go on the winning streak since then? It was definitely the culture taking hold. Uh, it wasn't a thing of uh, we didn't prepare throughout the week or we didn't uh, do everything we could to be successful on Saturday. We just didn't put it together. Uh, on that Saturday as a team. And it was kind of one of those things we walk into the locker room and uh, Coach Kleiman said, this is not going to define our season, but the way that we respond is. And uh, it was one of the things whenever he said that, we kind of looked around the locker room. He was like, we're going to write the ship. And uh, every single day after that, that's what it's all, that's what it's been about is riding the ship and understanding that everything that we want is still in front of us and making sure that we're taking those steps every single day, uh, adding another building block, adding another piece, uh, winning the day. And just things like that so that whenever it's time to go and play every Saturday and uh, time to go to practice, time to go and do these things, that there's no hesitant uh, person in this locker room. There's no hesitant person in the staff. Uh, we understand what we need to get done and how we're going to get that done. And that's kind of what we've been doing ever since that two-lane loss. Dude, your, your work ethic from, from your freshman year on has always impressed everybody there. But what do, you, what do you think is like the big difference in your game today versus where you were two years ago? I've – uh, just the comfortable, the experience, uh, being out there, playing so many ball games up to this point, which it feels like just yesterday I was uh, taking my my first snaps as a freshman, and now going into my junior year, I uh, played a lot of football, I've uh, seen a lot of football, seen a lot of situations, and just understanding that um, I've come into one with my body as well, uh, added weight, 
uh, I'm faster, I'm, I'm bigger, I'm stronger now, uh, being able to take on uh, some some different roles in this offense, whether that be a lead blocker going out there and having the confidence in myself. That's another thing that comes with experience is confidence, having the confidence in myself to see somebody that may be two times bigger than I am, but understanding that as long as I uh, have my rules and principles and then just go and hit it, uh, go 100% uh, full speed and hit it, good things will happen, and understanding things like that, and then just cutting it loose, uh, understanding that, uh, this game of football, you have to play to win. You can't play to not make a mistake. You can't play uh, not to not to lose. You have to play to win. And that's one of the things that I've kind of learned over my time uh, playing college football. What, what's your best GPS uh, read this year so far? Uh, I guess, ooh, this is a great question, actually. This is a great – because there's a couple of them. Uh, if I had to – if I had to give my best, probably – I would I want to say South Dakota whenever uh, Cameron on the corner on my the, this was my first touchdown of the year uh, Cameron on the corner and uh, so the safety and I, I've told this story before but the safety uh, I'd watched film on him all week I knew exactly how he, he would tackle if he were in open field 15 yards down the field he's gonna open his shoulders up to the sideline and he's gonna try and pretty much seal you to the sideline and if you make an initial cut to him and he doesn't flip his hips and turn. He's going to stay like that, so you can cut back across him. And, uh, I mean, it happened just like that. I, I made the initial cut, saw that he didn't turn his hips, and got back inside of him. And by the time he tried to turn, it was too late. And I have a couple more uh, that I, I could give out, but that's probably my favorite one. So even even these FCSDBs, you got them all figured out. You got all the tape down. You got you to prepare against every single <laughs> team the exact same that's way. Awesome. Man. Yes, sir. It's awesome. Um, you know, Deuce, there, there's not a quarterback in the country right now who has more rushing yards than, than Adrian Martinez, over 600 right now. I know from talking to him over this year how excited he was to play next to you this year. How much has playing next to Adrian helped you? A whole bunch. Uh, you see the the how dynamic of a football player that he is, the home run hitter that he is. So defenses have to honor that. Uh, if you don't, he's going he's gonna to rush for 200, 300 yards on you every single time. So to have that type of guy in the backfield with you. And it's almost like a pick your poison uh, in a sense for defenses. And anytime that I know he pulls the football, I understand that, hey, there's probably a really good chance this one's going to break. And anytime that he gives it, it's for a reason. Maybe that defense is starting to look at him just a little bit more and open up a couple more gaps in the, in the run game. So having him back there with me, is uh, it's, it's a beautiful one-two punch. And uh, to have him, and it was one of the things that whenever he first got in, we talked about was being that one-two punch and to put it into uh, fruition and go out here and do it every single week. It's been fun. Now, now your roommate, Felix Andike Azoma, made our midseason All-America team today. I'm not going to ask you what makes him so good as a pass rusher. I want to ask him, ask you, what makes him good as a roommate? What kind of roommate is he? He's a, he's actually a really good roommate. What's it called? That's one of the things that uh, we pride ourselves. I, I have uh, two other roommates. So it's four of us. Uh, okay, who you it's got? Me, uh, me, TJ Smith, Josh Hayes, and uh, Felix Andike Azoma. So. Uh, we really proud of so Every time we get home, uh, man, for an hour, we'll get home at 8, 7.38. And for an hour, hour and a half, we'll just sit in the living room and talk and just go through our days, uh, laugh, have a good time, just to really just decompress and get away from everything before we start watching film, before we start our homework and things like that to finish up the day. So, uh, man, first and foremost, a great dude. He's the reason why I've been his friend for the past three years since we first got here. And, uh, man, he cleans. That's one of the things. I mean, anytime you have a roommate and uh, he clean, I mean, he cleans. You come uh, upstairs and the entire kitchen would be clean. He'd be like, well, "Who did that?" And then he'd be like, <laughs> I, "I just took care of that earlier." I'm like, "All right, bet." Like it's one of those things where kind of like, okay, next time, like if the kitchen ever gets dirty, like I have to hop in and do my do my job. As well. When this like when the sink's full, someone's got to do it, right? Right, somebody's got to do it. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll walk by it a couple of times, and if I get to about third or fourth time, then I'll do it. He's one of the guys that watched about one time. He'd be like, all right, I'm going to start putting some things up. So I commend him for that. One of my college roommates, he would only make PB&Js, so he felt like he was never responsible for it. Do you have <laughs> – is one of your guys like that? I wouldn't say – see, I wouldn't say all that. Now, uh, <laughs> we we eat at, like, PT or, like, a performance table a lot. So most of our food uh, eaten is either out or – we don't really make a lot of stuff. So as far as cleaning up goes, it's not a whole bunch. Uh, okay. So that's that. We don't really have that problem. That's good. Yes, so you say you're getting back around 738. So when do you guys get to facilities? And like, how long is your day during the season? 
Um, it really just depends. Are you talking about like uh, just football or just the entire day? Because yeah, yeah, just like from when the time you get to campus to when you guys get home, how long is that? Okay. Uh, I mean, I had class at nine thirty today. I had two classes, and then uh, they ended at twelve forty-five. And I head up up here uh, and hopped on with y'all at one twenty. And then uh, let's see. After this, I'll get some uh, recovery, and then meetings, uh, practice, and uh, dinner. So from anywhere from nine thirty to seven thirty, uh, eight o'clock is pretty much filled up. And if you have uh, treatment and lift and things like that, your day starts at five thirty. That's yeah. a long one. It is. <laughs> It is. My Tuesdays and Thursdays can be long, but you kind of just learn to you kind of just learn to keep going. <laughs> so that means you can't be up playing two K until two in the morning, right? <laughs> no, I I haven't played video games since the summer. <laughs> I have not played video games since the summer. Is, now, is the Call of Duty game coming? Is that going to be a problem for people? Uh, I I don't know about I don't not for me not for you I, I personally <laughs> not for me, not right now well, as soon as, as soon as January hits then yeah I'll be I'll be all on it but uh, right now I have no idea. <laughs> so so uh, last year we had you on we we talked about the Big Twelve and and you talked about how competitive it was you know you guys got four quarter games every week and you guys have embodied that this year you guys. The three conference games you guys have played have been decided by a combined 17 points. You guys had the rock fight with Iowa State that, that was just decided by one. Is the league that much more competitive this year from what you can tell? Yes, sir. Uh, and you see it not only in our games, but you see it in every single game. Iowa State, who's a really, really good football team, has lost, I think, their last uh, – their first three conference games. But I think like I think the most was like five points or something like that. So like you understand, and Iowa State's a really good football team, and uh, you see Oklahoma State, who's a really good football team, in a dog fight with TCU last week. Uh, you see all these teams that are playing against each other, uh, and Kansas is playing really good football. Uh, and you just look around the league, and you understand that every single week from here on out is going to be a dog fight for four quarters. Who, who can handle it the best? Is going to be on top, and uh, that's one of the things that we talk about a whole bunch as a football team. You know, a lot of people naturally compare you to, to Darren Sproles, K State legend. Obviously, played the same position, and I know that comparison comes a lot because of your stature. But you got a chance to meet him a while back. I'm curious, what was that experience like, and, and what did you take away from that experience? Uh, I was head over heels because this is a guy that I watched. I mean, relentlessly, uh, just from. Uh, the way that he uh, took care of his body to be able to play in the league for that long at a, at a very high clip. Uh, the things that he did on the field, I saw it myself. I saw that things that I could use uh, as a football player here at Kansas State. And to be able to meet him and talk to him and pick his brain about things was uh, something that, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll carry for the rest of my football career and beyond uh, just because he's a, he's a great person and the the tips and reminders and things that he had for me that uh, he went through uh, are going to help me not today, not tomorrow, maybe not even next week, but uh, years down the road, no matter uh, what, what I'm in, what I'm doing. Uh, and that's one of the things that I have his number to this day. And if I need something, I'll text him. Uh, and just to have him in my corner, this person that uh, did all the things that I want to accomplish one day, to have him in my corner is big time and uh, I will never take it for granted. Now, Deuce, I asked this jokingly. When when you're standing face to face with him, who is taller? I, we was neck and neck, man. We was neck and neck. We was neck and neck. You know, I, I, I had I had my shoulder pads and stuff on in my cleats, so uh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Slight slight edge there, maybe, <laughs> maybe. 100%. That's awesome. You guys have had some success against TCU in, in recent years, but this is obviously a, a little bit of a different team over there. What are you guys expecting from this challenge this weekend, and what do you hope to find out about your team this weekend? Um, so for the first, I believe this is going to be our this is our fourth or this is our fourth or third. I think I believe it's our third uh, conference game, third or fourth. Uh, I believe fourth, um, fourth, yeah, fourth, yeah. It's going to be our fourth conference game, and all of them have been dog fights into the fourth quarter who can who can pull it out and we're expecting it to be that uh this week as well so we're just uh what we're expecting from from ourselves is to go out there and play four quarters against a really good football team who we understand is going to play four quarters as well you see uh them down by 14 to a really good Oklahoma State team and pulling the game out 
just kind of a testament to the type of team that they are on that side. It's hard to beat a team that doesn't think they're going to lose. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on every time we step onto the football field. And so to play them and have a team that's as gritty, uh, it's going to play as hard as you are. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to really see what we're made of for a full 60-minute game against a really good team in a electric atmosphere uh, that's not your home. And you have to uh, handle that. Uh, handle uh, everything that comes with it, the adversity, the ebbs, the flows of everything, and be able to stay even kill and play your game, not get off course. And uh, so we're, we're expecting a really, really uh, great fight, and we're expecting to, of course, come out on top of the preparation that we put in throughout the week, but uh, just going out there and cutting it loose like we have these past, uh, I guess, six games. Deuce, I, I'm sure that you've loved your experience so far in college at Kansas State. I am curious with the, the age we're living in now, did, did anyone try to like hit you up after last season and make, you know, these crazy offers or, or have, you know, people, third parties try to get at you being like, is Deuce Vaughn happy? Does he, would he transfer? Would he take, take it, take a bag to go somewhere else? Uh, not as much as people would think. Uh, a lot no of people, million dollar offers last year. No million dollar offers. <laughs> I had no million dollar offers at all. Uh, but uh, I mean, of course there were uh, some, some people, uh, a third party that were uh, asking and things like that, but uh, never, never really talked or even looked at those. And I was locked into Kansas State the entire time. Is that kind of crazy? I mean, I'm sure you've got plenty of teammates or guys you know from high school and stuff that are kind of experiencing that a little bit of maybe people are wondering, hey, does Deuce want to come back to Texas or would he be willing to go someplace or something like that? Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the, the entire world of everything is crazy right now. Uh, but I mean, that's that's the way it is right now, I guess. And uh, it is actually wild. I mean, every time you open up social media, you see something is happening with the transfer portal and uh, guys getting money. And that, and that's crazy. For sure. Now, what um, we, we got through all the football stuff here. I want to ask you, what what's the Halloween plan looking like for you guys? <laughs> uh, we're we're going to we're going to have a good time. Uh, of course, we got to we got to pull out a, a big time victory against uh, Oklahoma state. We're not looking for it, but uh, not looking I'm, too far ahead, not looking too far. But ahead. Costume wise, have you put have, some thought that's, that's into it? Thing. I don't even have my costume. We were talking about this last <laughs> night. Uh, I looked down, it was October 17th. And I'm like, I don't even have a costume. Like we're two weeks <laughs> out and I don't have a costume. Like, uh, so we're going to have to handle that uh, over the next couple of weeks, but I know it's going to be a good time. It's, it's served us well these past two years. Is that, but like, do you guys do group you guys come up with a plan together or does everyone do their own thing? No, we come up with a plan together. Okay. We'll, we'll have a good time together as a team. Uh, that's what, that's one of the things that uh, I love about this team is we can all get together at any point in time. And Halloween is a great time to do it. So I'm excited for this year. And what's the best Halloween candy in your, your opinion? Mm, this is, that's actually really good. See, I'm not a big sweets person, but, uh, I've always been a fan of Kit Kats, so I might just have to go very original, very, very straightforward Kit Kat guy. If I yeah. get any Kit Kats, I'm a happy person. You put it in the fridge? You yes, put sir. it in the fridge, let it get a little cold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to. Now we're talking. Got to. Ain't nothing better than that. Yes. Uh, two two last ones for me. I'm, I'm a Texas guy. You're from Round Rock. Are you are you a Round Rock Donuts guy? Were you ever going to that place when you lived back in Round Rock? Yes, sir. I uh, during the bye week, I got to go home for a little bit, so you, I grabbed some. I got I got I got I got a couple of dozen uh, while I was at, at the crib. Do you get like the massive ones, or you go with? No, the- I'm a donut yeah. hole guy. I'm a donut hole mm-hmm. guy. I get a couple of dozen donut holes and be content. That's, That's awesome. Call. And last one for you. Being from Texas, I know you still got a long way to go. There's still half the season left to finish. But how cool would it be to go back to your home state to play in the Big 12 championship at AT&T Stadium? It'd be really cool. Uh, just not even because uh, going back to the home state, going back to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Arlington. Uh, but it would be just because of these guys in this locker room, uh, understanding their stories, understanding how we've gotten to this point, uh, how we've been viewed up to this point, recruitments. Uh, getting to Kansas State, how Kansas State has been viewed over the past couple of years, and just doing it for them uh, to be able to uh, get out here and, and do a, an unreal thing. And that's have 120 guys from all over the United States come together and people inside the staff room uh, from all over come together and with one common goal and go and achieve that. Uh, all the hard work, all the sacrifice, all uh, the sweat, all the blood, everything that you've been through since uh, January, all coming together so that, Again, in January, you can 
you can go or in December, you can go and uh, play for something that you've been working for. Uh, that's big time. Well said, man. Deuce Vaughn, thank you so much for joining the pod. Great to see you and, uh, and best of luck to you rolling forward here. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me today too. Glad Deuce could join us on the pod. Second uh, appearance for him. He joined us last season and, and uh, just as great as I remember. And it also man, that, kid's my heart. A, that kid's a pro. He is. He's he's really good. Uh, whenever, whenever he makes it to the next level, he's he's they're gonna love him. Uh, For sure. But I, it, it warms my heart to know that he loves orange donuts from Round Rock Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the what was the place we uh, Jack Allen's? We'd go for we'd go for brunch there in Austin. Brunch, yeah, yeah. And their that brunch buffet was sick. But they would have the Round Rock Donuts there, donut holes That's and all that. Right. That's right. Good I don't think I've been back to Jack Allen since you lived in Austin, which is a damn shame. That is a that so. is a shame. That was that's a that's a real nice Sunday brunch there in Austin, Texas, for anybody who's yeah. trying to hit a game in in uh, at, at UT this season. Yeah, or staying. Yeah, but uh, but Deuce Deuce was awesome. Uh, looking forward to seeing him uh, and K State go against TCU this week. Uh, and glad that that we're not going to feel like we cursed him since the curse has been broken. So I don't think uh, Deuce is cursable. No, I don't think no. That. no. The, I don't. If K State loses this weekend, it has nothing to do with this podcast. I think no, I think we're, we're broken. We all know that we're 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 relinquished of all responsibility in this regard. So yeah, uh, let's do a run run your pull up. We taped that on Tuesday. Like he's had all week to kind of get his head right after that podcast. So <laughs> you think? I mean, come on. That's true. He said, he, had, said he had a full day of interviews. We we can't bear all the responsibility for K State's outcome this weekend. That's right. That's right. I I, di- I did find it funny. He's like, ah, I don't want to be a coach. <laughs> that I found that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he he's, you, you listen to him talk about culture though, and you're like, yeah, that kid, that kid could definitely be a coach someday. You know? Yeah, no doubt. He could def- definitely get a locker room following his lead. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, it was awesome to have him on. Appreciate K State for making that happen and. uh you know, we, we, we always enjoy talking to him and, and how could you not root for that guy? Yeah, no doubt. No, one of one of the one of the best. Like I said, one of the maybe the best pound for pound player in the country. Uh and I, I did I'm glad you asked him about how tall how his height compared to Darren Sproles. <laughs> that wasn't too offensive, was it? I thought it was No, 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 no. I thought I thought it was no. a fair question. Uh, but that, that, be- that is super cool though. It is super cool that he has a guy that essentially, you know, that he could essentially follow in the footsteps of like, like sure. Sproles was Sproles was that dude, you know, 15, you know, 20 years ago. So, but, but uh, to it, not just be, you know, one of the best players in college, but then to have the, like the longevity he had in the pros. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what Darren Sproles did. I mean, on offense and special teams and all that, like is something everybody strives for and trying to make to the yeah. league. So yeah. To have that kind of guy in your corners, uh, as he said, Pretty awesome, and uh, I don't think anyone would be surprised if, if Deuce is able to have that uh, that kind of stay in the NFL if he can stay healthy. Yeah, no doubt. So appreciate you, Deuce. Uh, run your pool. You are closing in on me, Max Olson. You were now you went thirteen eleven last week. Oh, I thought it one. Okay. I thought it one forty last week. Let's no, thir- right. thirteen and eleven, one forty nine, one thirty one. You are one game behind me. I'm one fifty and one thirty overall after going five hundred, twelve and twelve. Uh, you are now in the top 50, Max Olson. I'm 35th. You are 44th. Oh, do you hear that? Do, did you, do you hear those footsteps, Sam? They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and both of us failed to get in our Baylor West Virginia pick on time, which that's I, right. I which spared us a loss. I think probably <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we would have lost that anyway. We so. may have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know at this point in the season, if I'm, if I'm, you know, you went 12 and 12, like I feel like if I'm hitting 500 from here, I'll, I'll live with it. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's uh, I've had a couple of rough weeks. I went what twelve and seventeen the week before, twelve and twelve this week. I gotta get, I gotta get back on it. I was, I was boasting too much in the first few weeks of the season about how I should put money on it. And thank goodness I haven't, because if I have, then the last few weeks I would have lost money. But what's your process on this? Are you staring at it for a long time? Are you no. you looking up? Are you, are you just going gut picks, click it, and I'm send it. Fire, firing through it pretty much. Like I, I'll think about it for you know like you know 30 seconds maybe but if we were doing only the teams that we cover or that we know then i would probably put a lot more thought into it like those are the games that i probably think about a little longer but if we're picking you know syracuse and nc state like i 
I don't see those teams very often. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to have anything for you on that. So I'm just going to think, I'm just going to pick whatever has hit my brain first yep. from the news cycle. If somebody's heard or somebody said something about, you know, if one of our ACC colleagues has that, said yeah, something about them that, that sticks that in my was, brain, I'll just use that as my logic. That was one where, you know, you can switch the pick right up until I think kickoff on Saturday, Saturday morning or whatever. So that was, I, I did switch my pick to Syracuse when I saw the Devin Leary news. And unfortunately, I did switch my pick to uh, uh, TCU covering the spread when I saw all the, the Spencer Sanders drama on Saturday morning about <laughs> whether he was out. Uh, probably shouldn't have listened to listened to Twitter on that one. Um, she, looked, <laughs> she looked all right. But um, yeah, I, I, I can be I, I do that, too. I, I, I shoot from the hip on that stuff, but then I can get I can be guilty of tinkering a little bit too much afterward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I once I said it, I said it and forget it. Uh, it's kind of yeah. how I do my fantasy football lineups too. Just set it and forget it, which I'm not doing so hot there either. <laughs> <laughs> two and well, four out of the gate, two and four. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, it's a fun weekend ahead. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Your fantasy team's not that bad. I'm looking at this now. Well, remember you guys talked about my, how yeah. well I drafted and I feel like you cursed me because I came out of that auction draft and all you guys were pumping me up about how well I drafted. And now my team is yeah, Cam Akers. Cam Akers was Cam Akers was like the trap. If, if you took Cam Akers this year, it's not going great. You know? Yeah, no. And uh, I feel like Patrick Mahomes hasn't been as statistically prolific this year as he typically yeah. is either. And that has hurt me because a little bit, because I, I expected, Oh, if I pick Patrick Mahomes, he's going to go out there and just dominate. And for sure. Yeah, and well, it's not that he's been bad. He's not been bad. It's just, uh, you know, he's not been scoring. You know, forty points every week. I had like the worst auction doing. in the history of auctions in our in our athletic fantasy league. But <laughs> we're right. we're clawing our way back. We're three and three. And we got Hopkins this week. We're we're ready to we're ready to put a run together here. So you're better than me. You had a bunch of one dollar players. You had three superstars and a bunch of one dollar players, and you're better than me at this point in the season. So clearly, I have done something wrong here. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I built my whole team around Trey Lance, so we've we've got some problems that we're trying to survive here. But you know, <laughs> mistakes were made. But uh, uh, that's you know that's a that's a fantasy podcast for another day, buddy. That's right, that's right. We'll we'll spare you any more fantasy football talk. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you follow the Andy Staple Show and Friends Feed on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to the Andy Staple Show on YouTube. Andy and Ari Wasserman regularly do their show live from there, and special guest interviews can be found there as well. Our interview with Deuce Vaughn will be posted on the Andy Staple Show YouTube channel. So check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.